1: If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io Dave for a seven-day free trial. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. Check out Qualia NAD Plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus. It's what I use.
2: Today's cool fact of the day is that for every gram of glycogen, which is stored carbohydrate in your body, you store four grams of water which means that when you eat carbs, you bloat up pretty quickly with excess water weight, which makes it look, look like you have a spare tire. You're listening to episode two of Upgraded Self Radio. This is Dave from the Bulletproof Executive here talking about how you can upgrade your mind, body, and life to levels you never thought possible. If you want to learn more about this, check out BulletproofExec.com. Follow us on Twitter, at BulletproofExec is our Twitter handle, or sign up for the newsletter on the blog.
1: Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com.
3: Today we have Sean Croxton, who blogs at Underground Wellness and is in charge of UW Radio, which is one of the best podcasts in the world. He also has a YouTube channel with over over 25,000 subscribers. He is a nutrition expert who graduated in 2001 from San Diego State University with a bachelor's in kinesiology. He's also enrolled in the Functional Medicine University program, and he is a functional diagnostic nutritionist. Sean, thank you so much for coming on today, man.
4: Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
3: Cool. So I'd love to just, first of all, uh, basically understand where your story comes from and how you got interested in this and how you started uh, Underground Wellness, and what you do now. Oh, I love telling the story.
4: Um, my story just really is a, is a matter of failure more than anything. Um, when I graduated from college, I did really well in all of my classes. But when I graduated from college, I thought that there was all – I thought I knew all there was – that needed to be known about health and fitness and all of that fun stuff and uh, did really well in my classes. But when I actually went and took that information that I had learned that I paid a pretty good amount of money. And to put it actually into practice, it didn't work with real people. And I was recommending that people follow the food guide pyramid, eating tons of grains, doing the whole low-fat thing, you know, warning people, don't eat that much cheese. There's too much fat in there. You know, what I mean, just as I remember just the, some of the things that would come out of my mouth, you know, asking, telling people to, to get off cow's milk and to drink soy milk. You know, things that now, to me, sound absolutely crazy. People were paying me for that advice and it obviously wasn't working you know i'm a guy who really cares whether people get results or not and so what i did was i just you know as you and i were talking about but before we started this is i became this amazon.com junkie and i just started reading as much information as i could that was very counter to what i had learned in college i started you know studying other people and what they did people who actually worked with real people such as paul check and and David Getoff and Dr. Mercola, and and just read what they read, learned what they learned, and kind of slowly started to integrate it into what I did as a personal trainer back then. Started up the YouTube channel, started to convey this information, to the public in a way that was fun for them to understand and learning and easy for them to understand um and then it just kind of rolled into underground wellness and rolled into underground wellness radio and now the underground wellness tv show and you know that the ebook i've got coming out pretty soon and it's, it's been a really fun um educational journey yeah man that's
3: crazy it's just you talk about something called self-care instead of health care. Could you elaborate a little bit on that?
4: I probably stole it from somebody else, really.
3: <laughs> health care is like – I almost feel like when people talk about
4: health care, they're looking for somebody to take care of them. Almost like a – I hate to say it, but almost like a babysitter. You know, I need my doctor to take care of me. I need to go in there when something's wrong with me and get my pills and complain about them, which a lot of us do. And I think that we need to be a little bit more proactive about our health and to – prevent health, and just learn. I mean, learn simply how to take care of yourself. If you go and... Get a dog, or you go and you you buy a cat or something like that. What's the first thing you do? You start going online, trying to learn how to take care of your cat or your dog or your bird. You start learning how you should feed it, because you don't want that thing to die. You don't want to have to have all these crazy veterinarian bills and all that good stuff. Now, why don't we do the same thing with ourselves? Why don't we learn how to take care of ourselves so we don't have to go to the doctor for our seven-minute visit and get Written some stupid prescription for some expensive medication. Like, I don't get it. It's so backwards to me, but at the same time, it takes some effort and some time to actually learn this stuff and how to take care of yourself. I think we, we kind of take it for granted and just think, oh, I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I'm good until we actually get sick. And so not a huge fan of our healthcare system, especially in, in this country. But I do feel that we can kind of eliminate or not even eliminate, but use, use our healthcare system more for emergencies and whatnot and just go ahead and take care of ourselves so we don't have to need all that other prescription weird stuff, you know? That's what I mean by that. Somebody needs to write a book called How to Take Care of Yourself. A real simple book, just how to take care of yourself that everybody will read just so they'll know. And I swear that would that would eliminate so many problems that people have. And it should be taught in like second grade.
3: Yeah, specific things that they taught you in school that are probably just, just sound like absolutely insane nowadays. Like you mentioned the soy milk and the fat, but what other kind of things like exercise related or...
4: Kind of saturated saturated fat is bad for you grains are just the greatest thing in the history of the world you know grains will save your life and that's certainly not true with seven out of ten people these days being gluten sensitive you know but that's a whole other topic right there you know as you, as you said cardio you know cardio burn 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 as many calories as you can calories in calories out is is the the biggest problem that i have like you know as jj virgin would say like uh what'd she say? Math is, uh, our, our weight gain, weight loss is more of a math problem, which it is not. I mean, we've oversimplified some of these things, you know, and I can understand simplification when you're talking about complex things, but we've done it a little bit too much. You know, calories in, calories out really isn't how it works. If it really worked that way, I don't think we would have a obesity epidemic that we have because the solution would be pretty darn simple. Eat less and move more. Cool. Move on with your life, but you know the, it, it goes so far beyond that. So I can I can go into all kind of myths about you know cholesterol being bad for you animal products being bad for you, so on and so forth. I mean, it it doesn't really stop. And I always tell people just to eat like your ancestors, move like, like your ancestors. It seemed to work really well for them. And, you know, the other thing I like to say is that I really don't understand how an old school food can cause a brand new disease. I don't really get it. You know, heart disease is a fairly new phenomenon. 1900s, medical um, schools didn't even talk about heart disease. It wasn't part of the curriculum. Then everything got all switched up. We reduced saturated fat. We increased our vegetable oils. We increased our sugars. uh, We reduced our saturated fat. We got heart disease. And then we blamed the saturated fat. It just doesn't really make much sense to me. We've taken our ancestral history, our ancestral genetics, I should say, and we've done something, really weird with them you know we're we're cave people you know we're cave people with ipods and computers and skype lines that we can talk over but our physiology hasn't really changed and now we're just full of all these degenerative chronic nasty diseases because we switch things up in the name of health when it's not really healthier it's it's really weird and bizarre man it's like i live in this crazy weird science fiction movie to be honest
3: right and a lot of the uh it seems like just a lot of the analogies and things they're using, like, the whole uh, taking, like, pipes and then, like, pouring saturated fat down them and stuff like that. Like, I know there was some <laughs> British commercial where they had, like, uh, this tub of, like, sad lard or something. And they are sticking it in a pipe, and they're like, this is what's happening to your arteries. And I was like, why are you doing that with a piece of cauliflower? Like, yeah, I mean, it's going to do the same thing, man. It's solid at room temperature. Yeah. It's like,
4: so, hey, Well, well, my body isn't room temperature in the first place, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if and your broccoli, is, if broccoli is solid at room temperature, too. Is that going to kill me? It yeah. makes no sense.
3: It's like, if you're at room temperature, you have bigger problems than fat intake. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead. <Yeah. laughs> so you have something called the five pillars of health, and I thought that was kind of cool. You really broke it down. Well, could you explain, kind of just go through those real quickly and, like, just describe what they are?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. The five pillars of health. Our health kind of stands on... These pillars. Um, when these pillars aren't functioning properly, when just one of them isn't functioning properly, then health kind of starts to take a a little tumble. Uh, I used to use the analogy of like a five legged stool, or, or we would say a four legged. So I kind of added in that fifth one, uh, diet. But uh, the four legs on that stool, you, you make one crack, and then of course the stool kind of starts to fall over and whatnot, and you you break another one. Now the stool is going to fall over itself, and uh, hormones would certainly be one of them. If you're dealing with fat loss issues, fat loss resistance, weight gain, I mean, that's a hormonal issue. Hormones store fat, you know, and, and hormones should be in balance. You know, you don't want too much of them. You don't want too little of them. You want them to be right there in the middle, nice and balanced. And when they're not, you're going to have some issues. Your hormones are what tell your cells what to do. If your cells are getting the wrong messages, then your body's not going to function very well. Um, the other one would be digestion. Um, you can have the greatest diet in the history of mankind, but if you don't have great digestion, it's it's not going to work too well. You know what I mean? And so digestion is something that a lot of the people whom I work with, they present with digestive issues, whether it be gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, um, acid reflux. I mean, all these different things that they deal with on a daily basis, but they're just kind of mm, – uh, hesitant to share them with others. Hesitant to say, "Hey, doctor, I haven't pooped." Like I was talking to somebody the other day, and she's like, "I go poo like every six days," and I was like, "Whoa!" You know that that's certainly something that she needs to get some help with. Um, the other ones would be. Uh, detoxification detoxification you if you're not pooing in six days you've got a toxicity issue for sure look at our environment our environment is all screwed up I'm inhaling things I just moved into a new place and you know there's new carpet in my room right now and I'm inhaling fumes from that new carpet right now you know we're eating chemicals we're drinking chemicals we're rubbing chemicals all over our body and that's getting absorbed into our bloodstream through our skin we're spraying stuff you know trying to clean the, the house, but at the same time, dirtying up our bodies, you know, it, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so we need to kind of clean ourselves up, especially clean our environments. So that's one of the sessions that I do with my clients is I say, hey, let's identify where the toxins are in your environment and let's go ahead and first things first, eliminate those. Let's get you to some more natural products and whatnot. The next thing, of course, would be the immune system. The immune system is, is, is huge. It, it's so huge, and it's very much tied in with the digestive system. You know, your, dig- your immune system's eighty percent. Eighty percent of your immune system, I should say, resides in your digestive system. So we really need to take care of that. Just got done reading a phenomenal book. Uh, he's going to be on my show pretty soon. The, the author is Russell Ferris, and the book is called The Pot Belly Syndrome, about how infections actually can cause many issues like smoldering infections that the immune system hasn't gotten rid of cranking up our cortisol levels cranking up our blood sugar turning up our insulin making us more insulin resistant uh, of course making us fat infections are making us fat these little smoldering infections they're giving us heart disease at the same time because you can actually find Infections in the plaque within the artery. So, really, really um, fascinating concept. Uh, I'm really interested. I can't wait to talk with him about when he comes on my show. And of course, the last component, the fifth one would be diet. And of course, you know, I don't, I never say diet is first. I always say the other things first, but diet, of course, is really critical, but it's the one that we tend to focus on the most. And I try to say, hey, you know, we have to start thinking beyond diet and exercise because there's a really strong possibility that your diet alone is not going to fix your insomnia problem, your libido issues, your digestive issues, your brain fog issues. You need some other help that goes beyond the diet and exercise component. This is a really big puzzle but we're just focusing on two pieces. We need to start thinking more laterally and getting outside of the box. How's that for a long answer?
3: Oh, that's perfect, man. That's great. Yeah, it's actually, um, I had an interview with uh, Paul Geminette from The Perfect Health Diet, and we were talking about his theory of aging and how basically one of his theories is that aging is mostly caused by a buildup of those, like, small infections, fungus, parasites, and that kind of thing, it really has a lot less to do with other more classical, like, free radicals and that kind of thing, but
4: it's really mostly infections and that kind of stuff. There there are many different theories on it. I mean, the infection could be causing free radical damage. uh, That's that's one thing that I test for is uh, lipid peroxides. Um, Lipid peroxides are a measure of free radical damage to your cell membranes. And um, clients who have infections, especially like gut bugs, um h pylori or you know giardia parasites things of that sort they tend to have a lot of oxidative stress really high free radical lipid peroxide scores and so they definitely all play a role
3: right yeah i think it's the big thing is basically just trying to fix everything i know like a lot of people basically are like oh my digestion screwed up so i'm gonna fix my gut and then they only focus on the gut but really like there are just so many different things playing into it like As you mentioned, like, H. pylori and your digestion was one of the other parts. I know H. pylori is actually what causes stomach ulcers, too. And, like, they figured that out. And so Mm -hmm. it's all connected. Like, you really do have to just take a whole kind of holistic approach, like you say.
4: Absolutely. You don't want to have tunnel vision when you're trying to address your health. That's one of the worst things that you can do. Think holistically.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, one of the things I really liked uh, from one of your blog posts, you mentioned that a gym that you work out had you, uh, a sign that said you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. And I think that really kind of plays into a part because I know a lot of people are thinking like, oh, if I just do enough cardio, like it doesn't really matter what I eat. Like I can still just burn it off or even though they're not doing cardio, they think like as long as they're not fat, they're still fit or like they're still healthy. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that really bothered me in school is, like, these kids would be bringing these horrible lunches and things, but they weren't fat. And so the teachers just acted like, oh, they're still eating healthy because they're not fat. And (laughs) it's really more than that. Like, I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. Oh, I
4: absolutely agree. I used to do that myself. I see pretty horribly, but I would just, you know, do my cardio and lift. And I was young too. You know, I was in college was 17 to I was in college for a long time, 17 to like 23. You know, I was younger. So I can get away with some of that stuff. Um, these days I, I certainly can't, but it's just a really huge misconception is just because you're not wearing it. Just because I can't, you know, physically see fat hanging off you, does not mean that you're healthy. Uh, that's been a story that's come up a lot. You know, when you, if you listen, when you listen to my radio show, my first question is always, "Tell us about your journey. Where have you been?" And for a lot of those people, they are what we call healthy, fit people, or they are unhealthy, I should say, fit people, where they looked good, but beneath all of that, you know, was some were some serious problems. I like to use the example of myself. I was looking really good. But at the same time, I had digestive issues. I had mood issues. I used to be on prescription antidepressants and all that fun stuff. And so you never want to just judge a book by its cover and say, hey, I got, that person looks good, so they must be healthy. Absolutely not. It does not work that way. And you know, people say bodybuilders, and I don't want to say bodybuilders in general, but the bodybuilders whom I've worked with, yoked up, looking good. You would see that person in the gym and think, oh my God, that's how I want to look. But usually that's a client that I'm going to have for a pretty good while because they've done a lot of damage to their bodies. Uh, there's depression issues, constipation issues I find very often, brain fog issues. It's, it's 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 a trip, man. You can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that a lot with bodybuilders. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of them seem to like, bring up stuff like, oh, we got to eat oats because that's like bodybuilding food. And like we got to do this and we got to eat like mounds of cottage cheese and stuff like that. And it's like <laughs> –
4: no, you <laughs> somebody okay. said that that's that's the thing that happens in the bodybuilding world somebody will say it ronnie coleman will say i ate oatmeal so it makes me big but ronnie coleman forgot some of the other stuff that he's doing to make himself big yeah hope that doesn't get me in trouble but and i think we tend to overlook that as well
3: right yeah it's like oh yeah you're also lifting weights for two hours like every day and doing all like eating. you're also
4: juicing dude you're juicing yeah. man yeah you're using drugs to get big don't tell me it's the friggin' oatmeal yeah. it's all <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah. let's just keep it real yeah and there's that whole... love you ronnie coleman <laughs> yeah and
3: there's that
4: whole problem with, i don't uh... want Ron... uh, i don't want ronnie coleman to show up at my front door yeah. one day but <laughs> like he can fit
3: through it in the first place yeah made, <laughs> go <made>. ahead yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh it's, that whole problem too is like people in the gym are like. Oh yeah, well, that dude's ripped, so I'm gonna do what he does. It's like, you know, that dude's totally different from me, man. Like, what works for him might not work for you, and it's just. And the whole idea too is like, it's not all about just being big or just being fast. Like, you got to be healthy too, man. Like, you got to be doing it for a while. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Cool. Cool. So now, what kind of people do you usually encounter in your work? Like, when somebody comes to you, you mentioned like you worked with bodybuilders. Like, what's the kind of normal person, like, what's the story behind most of the people that are coming to work with you? Like, have they been kind of rejected by their doctors? Are they frustrated? Like, what's kind of the backstory on those people?
4: Yeah, rejected by doctors, frustrated, have tried, umpteen different types of diets have lost weight, have gained it back, have lost weight, have gained it back. Every time they gain it back, they actually end up heavier than they were in the beginning, which is one of the reasons why I say dieting actually makes you fat in the long run. Um, people who not only have are overweight. But as I referred to earlier, they do have sleep problems. They do have digestive issues. They do have brain fog issues, uh, sugar cravings, itching issues. I find a lot. Uh, people have candida overgrowth and whatnot. Um, a lot of stress, uh, too much work. You know, I find some of these people are just literally married to their jobs and it's a, it's a bad marriage. It's not looking too good. And so people who, uh, who don't have any control over their schedule, it's one of the things that I have to work on. That's our first session with a lot of people. Hey, you know, pull out your Google calendar. We need to get your schedule right. No matter what I tell you or whatever I ask you to to, to cook and to consume or do, if you do not have the time in the day to do it, it's simply not going to happen. It's really that simple. And so, you know, again, it's not always diet and exercise stuff. I have to work with people on their lifestyles. And so that's the typical client for me. And... You know, one of the things I always say, hey, how many pounds do you want to lose? And they say, oh, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to lose 40 pounds. I say, well, you, will you be happy being 40 pounds lighter, but you still can't sleep? You still can't poop. You still can't have a sexual relationship with your partner. You know, well, well, do, is that what you really want? And they go, no. I was like, you want everything, right? Okay, cool. Then we have to go beyond the diet and exercise component and fix some of this dysfunction that's going on in your body.
3: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I think that basically answered my next question, just about restoring function instead of just treating one condition and really just getting mm-hmm. people back to like, where they want to be. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to get into a little more detail here. You've written a lot about something called glutathione, which I think is really just fascinating. I loved your uh, two-part series on that. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd love to hear more about that. Now, could you explain what glutathione is and why it's important?
4: Yes, yes, yes. Glutathione is uh, something I didn't even I know how to pronounce it like two, three years ago. Um, what it is, it's your master antioxidant. Master detoxifier, fantastic for your immune system. And most of us, after the age of 20, 25, we start to lose our production or it starts to diminish for us over time. And what glutathione does is it protects our cells from free radical damage. Of course, free radicals, you know, if you're breathing, if you're eating food, if you're inhaling toxins, you're making tons of free radicals. these free radicals can cause damage to your DNA which can you know, increase your risk of cancer. It can damage the enzymes within your cells that help to repair your cells. So that's not a good thing. They can damage the membranes on your cells and screw up your receptors for different hormones and whatnot. And so you want to be able to minimize that. Um, one of the antioxidants, one of the many antioxidants that your cells make, and these are called antioxidant enzymes that your cells make themselves is glutathione. There's other ones, superoxide dismutase. Uh, you know, a few other ones out there that I'm familiar with, and they literally can neutralize these free radicals at a rate of up to 1 million per second. That's huge. That's, that's an antioxidant on steroids right there, and your body makes that for you. But what do we do? We take antioxidants from vitamins and minerals through our foods. And well, no, I shouldn't say min- through minerals, but through our, our antioxidant supplements, um, through our foods, which is fine, totally fine and dandy. I don't have any problem with that. However, those antioxidants, your vitamin C, your vitamin E, your vitamin A, your acai, whatever, they're going to neutralize free radicals at a rate of one to one. If the one molecule of vitamin C neutralizes one free radical, then it's pretty much done. It can be recycled, but it's pretty much done. The problem is, is that your body on average based on oxygen consumption is going to make about 300 sextillion free radicals every day. That's 300 with 21 zeros behind it. That's a lot of free radicals. So if I'm going into a gunfight with free radicals, I'm going to go with the antioxidant enzymes, the glutathione and the, the superoxide dismutase that are neutralizing those free radicals at a rate of up to 1 million to 1 instead of the 1 to 1 guys. And so what we can do is we can eat particular foods or we can take you know, one of the supplements that, that I, I recommend in order to – through the process of what's called nutrigenomics – which is the way in which foods and other substances influence your gene expression. We can take these foods or take these particular supplements, and it's going to tell our genes to upregulate their production of glutathione and some of these other um, antioxidant enzymes. And like I said, it's like antioxidants on steroids. And sooner or later, it may not be sooner, probably later, you know, people are going to actually get hip to this game that these antioxidants that we're taking in through our, our diet and whatnot, as fine as they are, they don't come anywhere near um, some of the other foods and supplements that can help to get that up. Glutathione huge. It's great for the immune system again, great for detoxification, great for fighting free radicals.
3: Right. And I know a lot of people went out there when they first heard about kind of the whole free radical theory and they started megadosing on like 5,000 like milligrams of vitamin C and it's like blowing their systems out of control, and then they just totally shut down their endogenous production of antioxidants too, and so they were producing like no glutathione and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's a perfect segue to talk about. Um, obviously, we both are like super into real foods and getting like most of your nutrients from real foods. But you do have um, one supplement that you're really passionate about. And, um, you're wearing the t-shirt right now. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to learn more about that because I was looking at the ingredients and like they're. They really weren't very many, but they—I've uh, definitely seen them before. I'd love just to hear kind of why that works and why it's different.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, protandem is, is the supplement that we're talking about. I, I've been pitched on so many different supplements. You have no idea and um, continually said no over the years. I still say no these days, but Protandim was one that was really different because it had so much scientific research on it. I mean, you can go to PubMed.gov and type in protandem, and you'll be able to find eight peer-reviewed published studies from real universities like Harvard, LSU, The Ohio State University, University of Colorado at Denver. I mean, some some really big names out there. Also, you'll find some research on different disease processes that, unfortunately, I can't talk about because of the FDA and whatnot. But what ProTandem does, it's got five ingredients: turmeric, milk thistle, ashwagandha, bacopa, and green tea extract. And it's the synergism of those five ingredients and the proportions that they are in the product that tell your cells or to tell your genes to make more of those antioxidant enzymes. And by the way, I mean, one of the reasons why I decided to quote unquote endorse or recommend this product being the first product that I've ever recommended to people and put my name behind is not just due to the research, but due to the fact that Dr. Joe McCord from the University of Colorado at Denver, if you go to Wikipedia and you type in the Elliott Crescent Medal, Elliott Crescent Medal, which is awarded to innovators. You know, American innovators. I mean, you'll see Henry Ford on there. You'll see Pierre Marie Curie, Alexander Graham Bell. Dr. McCord, who's the co-formulator of ProTandem, He actually won the Elliott Crescent Medal for co-discovering the entire field of free radical biology and living organisms. I mean, that is absolutely huge right there. And so, you know, we talk about the man. He is the man when it comes to free radicals. And so I can't be more than happy with the product. The testimonials that we've gotten have been phenomenal just through the roof. And um, again, it, it tells your cells to increase your antioxidant enzyme production. And that's going to do far more for you than any vitamin C pill ever would.
3: Right. And so does it make you like recover faster from workouts? Uh, is it more of like a longevity thing? Or?
4: Well, here's the deal. I always tell people, don't give anybody an expectation when they start taking protandim. And the reason why is because oxidative stress, which is pretty much that free radical damage we talked about earlier, oxidative stress is associated with over 200 different diseases and conditions. For me personally... I get phenomenal workout recovery from it. When I started taking it, I actually forgot that I was on it. You know, I, I'll be honest. I like getting free stuff. You know, you got a free bottle of something, send it over. I'll try it. And I'll just took it. And four days later, just noticed that I did chest the previous day at the gym and I wasn't sore. And I did it again. And I did it again the next day. And I called the guy because I was like, what's going on here? This is weird. And I called the guy who told me about it. He said, yeah, I had the very same experience. So I did my legs one weekend. He was a chiropractor. He does this full time now with the, with the product. He was a chiropractor, did his legs on the weekend and was expected to be very sore the next day and was not sore, just maybe a little tight. So that's been my experience. We've had a lot of people say that their exercise recovery is just through the roof these days. Some people don't. Some people say they have better sleep, better energy. Their hair starts growing faster. One of my friends, she said that her dad's hair grew back. He was balding and it was no longer gray. These are not typical results, but these are just some of the testimonials we have heard. I know of two people who have been on oxygen tanks who after a week or so on protonum were able to get off of their oxygen tanks. I mean, it's absolutely nuts right there. If you go to PubMed, hope I don't get in trouble with the FDA for saying some of these things. These are not typical results, yada, 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 throw the disclaimer in there. But if you go to PubMed and you type in oxidative stress, you're going to find is it 80,000 different studies on that. You type in oxidative stress in any other condition, depression, heart disease, cancer, whatever, you're going to find multiple studies on that link between the two. And so whatever conditions somebody may have that is linked to oxidative stress, there is a possibility. We make no guarantees that it can improve and everybody's experience is a little bit different with protanum. Man, I hope that doesn't get me in trouble with the FDA. (laughs) Well, you know, you're not supposed to make any claims of cures or talk about supplements in any conditions. I'm not saying it cures anything. I'm not diagnosing anything. I'm just talking about some of the testimonials that we've gotten regarding the product.
3: Right, cool. But um, one of the things I think a lot of people aren't talking about very much is the whole mindset that goes behind, like, fitness and just getting yourself well. And I know you've be- you've brought on some people on your show who really don't have much to do with fitness, but it's just cultivating that whole kind of self-empowered mindset. And I'd love to talk about kind of the importance of that self-empowerment and that just free will that goes along with this.
4: It's the most important question of the whole call right here if your mindset isn't right, good luck, buddy. You know, it's, 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 really not going to work. I mean, it's just, it's just so, man, I can, I can relate to this myself. Um, I've been trying to write a book for the last three, four or five years and I would start and I would stop and I would start and I would stop and I would start, you know what I would do? I would stop. And this has gone on for a really long time and I find the same thing with some of the people whom I, I work with, and especially in their past. They start it and they stop, no matter how badly that they want it. Now, for a lot of people, the issue is that they don't have a big enough why. They don't have enough big enough reason to do it. I mean, I'll have people, well, why do you want to do this? I want to look good for my 20th high school reunion. You know, I want to look good in a bikini on my vacation. I want to, you know, I want to... I want my 20-year-old body back. And I'm like, you're 56 years old. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? And I, I find that their why is not big enough. It's superficial. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's not motivating at all. It's not enough to get them out of bed. It's not enough to for them to pass on the bread when they go out for a social activity or something with their friends. It's just not big enough. So I spend a lot of time helping clients to find their why. I spend a little time as well helping people to find their values you know what do they value in life you know find somebody may value travel uh, religion family social life education on and on and on and they've been trying to get healthy and lose weight for the last 20 years and I go do you notice anything missing from this values list you just gave me 20 seconds of silence typically and then they go oh oh health. And I'm like, yeah, health. You don't value it all. It's not important to you. I mean, I'm not a big, if you look behind me for for the audience, we're doing a Skype video right now. You look behind me, I've got a bookshelf full of books on nutrition. I mean, that's something that I, I highly value. If you ask me how well traveled I am, I haven't been anywhere. You're not going to see any travel books in there. You know what I'm saying? And so that's just one of the things that I help people to work on. How can you getting healthier benefit some of the things that you value? How's it going to help your social life? How's it going to help your relationship? How's it going to help your job, your performance at your job, your relationship with with God? How's it going to help your travel? You know, everybody's been on a plane and you sit next to the overweight person. And you're like, oh, man, this is going to be rough. You know what I'm saying? Because they're taking up almost two seats. I'm sure that doesn't make them feel good when they're traveling. You know what I mean? And so those things, how does it benefit them? And once they do it, they can write down a 100 ways in which getting healthier is going to benefit, you know, the rest of their life and the things that they value. Um, it just goes to the roof. Uh, we had the authors of The Simple Success Solution on the radio show last week. And it's one of my favorite shows because we talked a lot about the subconscious mind. You know, the subconscious mind is running the show. You know, 95% of what you do is pretty much on autopilot. Back in the day, you were four or five, six years old. Somebody could have told you you'll never be successful at anything. You'll never achieve anything. You're always a quitter, yada, 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 yada. And that got plugged in the subconscious mind. And that may be the, you know, the, the, the hardware that you're running on these days. One thing that I did, I was reading a book by Bruce Lipton on um, biology of belief. And, you know, I started reading about the subconscious mind and whatnot and how if the subconscious mind is not in line with the conscious mind. Then you're always going to have that self-sabotage issue, no matter what you do. I figured that that was probably my issue. And so I took my butt over to hypnotherapy. I did some sessions uh, with with Marla Brucker um, and wrote a book, you know what I mean? With no problem, just bang that baby out. You know what I'm saying? And so we got the book coming out pretty soon. And so, you know, I help people with that. I do recommend that some people go get hypnotherapy if they're really having a hard time with um, self-sabotage. They really do some um, some personal work. I feel like some people need to do some work on the inside before we can really focus on their physical nature and whatnot. And um, I wish I knew more about it. I wish I could do some of these techniques and whatnot with my clients as far as hypnotherapy and working with the subconscious mind. But, you know, of course, I don't know all that stuff. I'm not licensed to do that, so we have to do the referral thing. But mindset is is huge if your mind's not right then you should probably get it right or go get yourself a new goal
3: right yeah i think that's like a big problem with a lot of people too is like they'll get this notion that in order to be healthy they need to do x or like they need to work out five times a week they need to do this and that kind of stuff and it's not really based on like they feel like they're not taking care of themselves if they're not doing those kind of things and then when you really start learning about it like it just doesn't take that much like you don't have to do exactly what everyone else is saying or that kind of stuff. And it's just being able to believe in yourself and understand your own goals too. I think it's, yeah.
4: Thank you very much. You need, you need something that's customized for you. That's what most people need. They're, they're, most people are following this cookie cutter deal and, you know, there are different solutions for different people. You know, if you're one of those people out there who's overweight because you have an infection, you know, your diet and exercise problem, you know, isn't really going to make it much better. And for a lot of people, exercise is actually making it worse.
3: Right. Yeah. I just have like a few more questions. I think one that's pretty common. When you have somebody who comes to you and they have like, just are totally addicted to sugar... And I purposely use that term because I think it definitely is an addiction. How do you go about getting them off of that? And, like, how do you kind of educate them to the fact that it really is, like, a legitimate addiction and it's not just, like, a, a little lack of willpower or anything?
4: For a lot of people, it really depends on the person. I mean, it could be a neurotransmitter issue. So we might use some amino acids. Uh, one of the amino acids that I recommend to a lot of people it doesn't work with everybody. And, and, and for some people, it doesn't. It can be sort of dangerous for, for some people if they've got cancers or if they have a cancers in the past uh, is L-glutamine. Um, I find that to be very helpful, not just for sugar cravings and addiction, but also for other addictions as well, L-glutamine has been used for. And so that can be helpful. Typically, I tell a client 500 to 1,000 milligrams. You know, when you wake up in the morning, as well as in between meals, uh, tends to work really well for a lot of people. You know, some people, it's it's a mental, emotional thing. For other people, it's a candida issue. You know, a lot of folks out there have... Fungal overgrowth, you know, secondary to bacterial imbalances, which may be secondary to some type of uh, parasite or something like that that's going on within their gut or some other type of infection. And so we really need to think holistically with it, figure out what it is. If someone's got a candida infection, you got to fix it, you know, you got to fix it. And again, it's not just focus on the can- focusing on the candida, it's focusing on the overall environment within the gut. Candida love sugar. They love it. It's what they feed on and they're going to make you crave it all day long. A diet that doesn't have enough calories, um, you know, which is pretty much across the board for a lot of people who are trying to lose weight, you know, they're screwing up their leptin levels. You know, their, 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 their leptin, since it's all screwed up, is cranking up their what's called neuropeptide Y, which is going to make you crave carbohydrates. So we have to fix some of that and increase the calories that people are consuming. They think it's so backwards. You need me to increase my calories? You know, uh, well, I'm, not, I'm not even losing weight right now on, these, on this low-calorie diet, but we need to increase your calories and restore your metabolism. You know, what I think a lot of people don't get, and I'm kind of getting off subject here, is that, again, like I said earlier, you are still a cave person. And cave people had, as we do too, certain systems to get us through periods of famine, And that's called leptin. And when you don't take in enough calories, you start to live off your fat stores. Your leptin starts to drop. And so that's going to make your metabolism drop. If you're in a famine, your body has no freaking reason at all to burn as many calories as it can. That means it's just going to burn up fat and then you're going to die. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. And it's also going to increase your appetite to drive you and motivate you to go eat some more food. And that way you can get your fat stores back. And so that way, when the next famine comes, you'll be able to live through that. What do we do? We do voluntary famines to lose weight. And what happens? Our metabolism slows down. We hit a plateau and we're hungry all the time because our body's like, dude, we need some fat stores. Where are they at? And so we, we end up breaking our diets because we want to eat up the freaking refrigerator one day. That's what we're doing. And at the same time, I got to do a video about this. At The same time, think about this. We go to the gym and jump on a treadmill. What kind of cave person? I'm sure they weren't too evolved mentally and whatnot, but what kind of cave person went jogging during a famine?
3: Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah.
4: They didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what we do. And what happens is our bodies seriously start to rebel against us. And so, again, you just can't think calories in and calories out because your body will kick your ass. Excuse my, my French there. It certainly will. And it always wins. Hunger always prevails over willpower. And hunger is certainly what you're going to get by some of these ridiculous diet programs that people have out there, as well as their crazy insanity, whatever workouts you got they got you doing. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard. Our bodies are just incredibly confused. Our bodies are like, dude, you're, you're, you're set up for a famine and you've got a convenience store on every corner right now. What's going on?
3: Yeah. And I was listening to some of your interviews with Gary Taubs too on, um, I just loved how he describes this too. It's like, you're just your body is just not made to do that, man. Like and we talked about like, maybe like cavemen weren't mentally involved and yet we're the ones who are going out here and doing this stuff to ourselves. So it kinda <laughs> makes us wonder, right? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
4: it makes us wonder. But, you know, I, I, and I wrote this in my book. We don't know that we have a choice. You know, to effectively choose is to know that you have options in the first place. And a lot of people out there don't even know that they have any options. And so that's why it comes down to you and me and Gary and all these other people to educate people.
3: Right. Yeah. I think that's a perfect segue to talk about your book, too. I know you've been working like crazy on it. Uh, You kept everybody updated on your blog, which I thought was cool. Um, I I love going back and looking at one of your posts and saying, like, I'm on page 45. I'm going to have to finish this now and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about your book and what's going to be in it and
4: yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, it's called The Dark Side of Fat Loss: uh, Lessons from the Underground. And really what it is is just a kind of a compendium of what I've learned During this journey over the last five, six, seven years with the people whom I've interviewed, the books that I've read, the people that I've met, the courses that I've taken, all of that, you know, a lot of people, I get emails and they say, you know, what what, what courses should I take? What should I do? I feel like there's so much to learn, yada, yada, yada. And like what I've done is I've put... Pretty much not everything that I've learned, but the really critical stuff that I've learned into maybe about a 150 page ebook. And not only is it, it's not, it's a fat loss book, but it's about getting healthy. You know, I make the point really clearly that, you know, you don't lose weight to get healthy. You have to get healthy to lose fat. You know what I mean? And that that's the key right there. So the book is just about being healthy. I've got the introduction. I've got what's called the code of the underground. You know, the code of the underground beam. What is it? Hold no myths to be true it 's all about the hormones. Do what healthy people do. Just eat real food, heal the gut, reduce stress, go to bed, you know, detoxify your body. you know remove toxins uh, get your mind right. Those are the chapters in the book. a lot of the stuff that we 've been talking about during this interview and uh it totally rocks it 's been written in a a really funny. Entertaining type of way. Uh, I've sent it out to a few people to read a few chapters. They're like, "Dude, I can't put this down!" And so I'm really excited about it. I've, I've been this whole week studying a few things. The, the hormone chapter is really hard because there's so much information that I have to pack into about 10 pages. And so just figuring out how to make it more basic than it already is. There's going to be profiles in there. Let's call it dark side. First time I've talked about this one. Uh, dark cider profiles. And so there's all the different people like Gary Talps has a profile and you can read about Gary. You can click and go onto his webpage. You can click on there and go to um his radio shows that he's been on. So we've got those for, for Gary, for, for Kate Shanahan, for the, the Tita brothers. I mean, pretty much all the people who have been on my show are going to have profiles. And so not only is it my information, but I'm also exposing a lot of people who want to lose fat, who want to learn about the dark side, who want to live the code of the underground, exposing them to some of the other leaders that I've come across during this last five, six years. And so really fun. Um, there's going to be a companion book. I may just include this in the regular book, Still trying to figure it out, but the underground cookbook, where you know, my undergrounders, the, the people who watch, people who listen, they've contributed real food recipes, and um, so that's going to be in there, but they've also made videos, so you'll be able to click on it and watch them instruct you on how to make the video, which is pretty cool. Then there's the third book that. If you ever watched my videos, Brett Clicker of Fitness Quest 10, um, he's done a lot of videos with me. He wrote the Underground Workout Manual. And so it's about the anti-gym. You don't always have to go to the gym. You can do things from home with less than $50 of equipment. And not only are we going to have different workout programs in there from basic all the way up to advanced. And not only would you see like, here's the beginning of the squat, here's the end of the squat, you'll be able to click on it and you'll be able to see Brett instructing you on how to do the exercises properly and effectively. And so very interactive um, products that we have going on. And so we're looking to launch on August 15th. It was supposed to be July 28th, but we, we were having some illustration issues right now and just thought, hey, it'd be good to Hold off for a little while anyway and make sure it's really perfect the way I like things. And I'm pretty excited about it. It's been a long time coming. I've been talking about writing a book for at least six, seven years and finally got done. That's
3: great, man. Yeah. Just before we finish, I, one of your articles, I think, is really important that I think a lot of people should read. And that was one called This is Silly. You know, I, I really like that one. I, like, I know Chris Kresser's mentioned it before, but I really think that was important. Just like I know we've been talking about all this stuff, but it, it's just crazy – to get too wrapped up in it too. And I think I'd love to just kind of hear some of what your, your take on or your expression of that article again.
4: That was me venting. I haven't been... uh doing a lot of video blogging lately because I've just been busy with the book, but there was a period when I just didn't want a video blog where I just wasn't interested in being part of this ridiculous health blogosphere with people talking trash about people, people literally bickering. I mean, there's so many things to be concerned about and to blog about and to spend our time focusing on. You got people literally on the internet arguing over food, And it's just like, this is just really stupid. This is just absolutely silly. And, you know, I've had people put me in their videos talking trash. I'm like, dude, we're talking about food. It's like, really? And I just feel like it got real silly for a good while. And I felt like we had just lost sight of the end goal. And I started to put myself in the place of somebody who just wants to go online and just learn what they should eat. And that person, if they went online to look for that, would be incredibly freaking confused right now because we make things so darn complicated. You know, it's the, always tell people the best diet to stick to is the best diet, is, the, is a diet that you can stick to. And all of these crazy diets that we've got these days, nobody can stick to them. Everybody's talking trash about everybody else's diet. And we just need to reel ourselves back in. You know, like I said in the video, before you can teach people how to spell, you have to teach them what their ABCs are. And I think we need to just go back and focus on what real food really is. And that's where we came up with the slogan of just eat real food. My girlfriend at the time, she called it jerf. And I was like, that's cool. So we call it jerfing. You know what I'm saying? And it's just what is real food? I think that's number one. If you go back and you look at Weston Price... You know, a lot of the audience may be familiar with Weston Price. He, in the 1930s, traveled around the country studying and living with and visiting um, indigenous people who had been living that way for, you know, centuries. And he didn't find that anybody had the same particular diet. What he did find, though, is that they ate real food they didn 't eat processed garbage that we eat that 's in the media and has claims of being low fat and weight loss. And they just ate real food and We have a society these days where people can 't even identify what a real food is real food is, and so we need to reel ourselves back in, teach people what real food is, and then maybe they can move on to the next grade and get a little bit deeper, but we 're just doing way too much and it 's almost like people are grandstanding you know, I'm smarter than you and I'm smarter than you. And it just kind of goes back and forth and it just becomes freaking battle rap and it's stupid. And so that's why I wrote it. It came from the heart and it seems like it resonated with a whole lot of people. And, um, I'm glad it did.
3: Yeah. I think that's totally true. I mean, when you really think about it, like all these diets, like the paleo diet, like even vegan and vegetarian and stuff like that, like the idea is just don't eat processed junk man it's like you start getting in there and like playing with oh you shouldn't eat more than 25 grams of fructose a day and you got to do like this percentage of like fat and carbohydrate it's like when you're starting man just don't eat this crap and eat everything else mm-hmm.
4: like mm-hmm. yeah i'm just gonna throw in real quick it makes people stress yeah <laughs> you know I, I okay what should we eat I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't, and it just becomes this, this, this mind boggle, you know what I'm saying? And it stresses people out. And you know what? Stress makes you fat. You know what I mean? So what's worse? Maybe the bad food that you may have had a little bit of before, now you're trying to eat all clean, but now you're stressed out about eating all clean. You know, I'm a guy, I'm a big fan of the 80-20 rule. Some people have a problem with it. I really don't care. You know what I mean? Eat right 80% of the time, other 20% of the time, get your groove on, have fun, enjoy your family, enjoy your friends. Don't be the weird one, you know, out there being all evangelical about your food. I mean, nobody likes that you're gonna have no friends sooner or later and then it's just not worth it just just live man just live
3: right yeah yeah sean i want i just wanted to thank you so much for doing this man it was like awesome finally talking to the guy from underground Re- uh, wellness radio you know you're always just so fun to talk to you i'd love to do it again sometime if you ever uh want to Whenever Um,
4: you want me, man, any Friday, I'll do it. I can run my mouth for an hour any Friday.
3: Thank God it's Friday, right?
4: Yeah. (laughs)
3: Exactly. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I I hope everyone goes over and follows you on Twitter at uh, UG Wellness. uh, Where can people contact you if they want to learn more about you and what you're doing?
4: They can go to undergroundwellness.com if they've got any questions or need any help with anything. Just go ahead and click on the contact button. Send me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I can, usually about 48 hours. And um, yeah, looking forward to meeting you guys.
0: Cool.
3: Yeah. And you all ought to check out the uh YouTube page too. It's awesome. It's got, it's got 25,000 subscribers for a reason. It's great.
4: 40,000 now.
3: 40,000. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, it's <laughs> your all call, good. man. Your website still says 25. So,
4: I know. I know.
3: Right. <laughs> 40, Hopefully we'll 40000 Hopefully, you will get to a million soon by 2012. I, I know you will. It's growing. Uh, got a long
4: way to go, but yeah. we'll see what happens.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's good to have big goals. Yeah, cool, it is. Man. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, you too, man. I hope you can get back to doing what you're doing and keep up the great work.
2: I will. Thank you. Cool. So you can find links to everything we've talked about at BulletproofExec.com. And if you enjoyed this and got some benefit from it, it would really help us if you would go to iTunes and leave a positive ranking that helps people find our show. Thanks a ton. Have yourself a great day.
0: The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey.